Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Behind the Groove podcast. I am DJ Keo. And I am Basil Barrington. And today we're going to do something a little different today. So we watched mm-hmm. a movie on Amazon called Memory, and it's um, pretty good. It's a very um, recent movie, very good. You know, this guy is uh, this uh, assassin is basically mm-hmm. losing his memory, right? Um, yeah. And so, Keo, you thought that this was an okay movie, but not really because you saw something that was even better and you were like, let's do this, right? So we watched yeah, this yeah. movie, Memento, right? So we're not really doing a review today. We're just doing like, uh, not even a comparison either, but just talking mm-hmm. about the concepts and like how this movie uh, evolved and why when it comes to memory loss movies, this is not the blueprint. I keep saying that. Why it's, isn't this movie the blueprint? This movie sets the standard for anything memory loss related. Momento, like, come on. First of all, for anybody who hasn't seen the movie, we're going to talk spoilers too, but like for anybody who hasn't seen the movie, the movie is told in backwards and forwards and it's told in black and white and in color. So the black and white is going forward in time and the color is going backwards in time getting you into the position where everything overlaps and you finally figure out what the hell is going on here. And a story is being told from Leonard's perspective and Leonard has short term memory loss. He can't remember anything longer than like, like 20 minutes or something like that. And so what he does is he, he's trying to solve the murder of his wife. And, and so he's trying to get vengeance for that. And he's looking for clues. And once he finds a clue, he tattoos it on his body. And it, yeah, it told this really wild. interesting story about how this guy, uh, well, I forget, damn it, Sammy Jenkins, that's his name. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, uh, he had some kind of accident or something and he had memory loss. And so he invented this system of taking Polaroid pictures of stuff uh, writing names on the back so he can kind of remember where he's at and whatever. And mm-hmm. this is his system and his system was working. But the clever thing about this movie was he started using his system to make vengeance on other people that he doesn't like. Right. Which is really the first time I saw, I've seen this movie a bunch of times. And the first time I saw this movie, I, when I say I was floored, like I, I had to stand up for a second. I was just like, Yo, this is crazy. What did I just see movie. right now, dude? That's, that's insane. What I just saw right now, because like it was, you, the whole movie, you're you're from his perspective, you're rooting for this guy. You hope he finds the bad guy. You got to get vengeance for his wife and everything like that. And yeah. and the way he did it, it's like oh, this guy is the, he's not the protagonist. He's the villain. That is I crazy. Mean, <laughs> I mean, not to mention to you know have this memory loss and to easily kill people too. That's kind of weird. Um, yeah. But also fascinating. This this movie, uh, I, I thought that there was like a lot of sensory overload with this movie, almost like tenor, yes. you know, it was just like, you know, it's just like, what's going on here? You know, and it was just like a <laughs> lot going on and the whole back and forth. And, you know, mm-hmm. and if you think about the movie we saw on Amazon memory, you know, where the mm-hmm. assassin had, like, he was getting, you know, he was suffering through, you know, early stages of, what was it? Um, not dementia, Man, um, you know. Um, but, yeah, he yeah. was just suffering from this stuff here, you know. So he wasn't able to remember who he was supposed to kill, right? Mm-hmm. But 
you know, when you compare this like movie, uh, again, a memory loss movie to Memento, right? I mean, it seemed like like, the director didn't even, they didn't even look at that movie. They made this movie without even looking at that movie. (laughs) This is the blueprint. If you're going to do a memory loss movie, Mm -hmm. you have to, this is the blueprint, Memento. Forget about it. It's nothing else. It's the standard going forward as far as in my opinion about memory loss. Because it's a, what they're doing, if you put the story in order, it's a basic story, straightforward, whatever. But once you flipped it the way they did and told the different elements, you had so much empathy for this guy who's the villain of the movie. Mm. And like you're, you 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 really care what happens to him and you hope he finds out whatever like is it's so fascinating that just moving little pieces around on the chessboard you made this thing a different monster than it would have been if it was just going straight forward like if everything's on and linear and is going in order and that that to me is the most fascinating part of it that's which makes this mm-hmm. movie so good cuz it's a simple story <laughs> Guy has memory loss, looking for the killer, yada, yada, yada. That's a simple story. That's it. Mm. But I this thought, story here. Yeah. Yeah. Completely fascinating. I thought that the mm-hmm. um, the exchange, the scene where, you know, Lenny and Natalie, they were going back mm-hmm. and forth. She came into the door like, hey, you know, yes. kill this guy, right? But mm-hmm. she was using him as well. She was like, oh, you know what? I can get this guy. I can use his memory loss against him to work for me. It'll benefit me. Because he was like, I mean, when it first started out, I was like, oh, someone beat her up. And then come to find Mm -hmm. out, he like, you know, lumped her up. Yeah. She went out to the car. (laughs) She went out to the car and she was like, you know what? I'm going to use this against (laughs) them. Came in and was like, he hurt me. I was just like, I'm going to tell you this. And I'm going to mm-hmm. make you do it. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. That was crazy oh, to me. Man, that was like crazy. I was like, dude, <laughs> this is like, was that her first film? No, no. Carrie Ann Moss was in a bunch of stuff before that. Okay, I think this came out. That. This is the same time as Matrix. I think it was the same year. Okay. So she was hot that year. Okay. She was, uh, you know, she mm-hmm. was popping. She was bubbling. Yeah. So that whole yeah. scene right there, I was like, wow, wait a minute. And then uh, here's mm-hmm. the thing, right? They chopped up that this was like maybe a five to seven minute scene, maybe 10 minutes in a way. They just gave you all of this sensory overload in like five or 10 minutes with all these different scenes and then Mm -hmm. came back around and just told you like, well, this is actually what really happened. And and mm-hmm. then you figured out that Natalie is actually using him as well, and I was like, "Oh my yeah. goodness, this is crazy, yeah. dude! What everybody's is this all using about? each other. <laughs> yeah, everybody's using each other. They're all bad people, right? Across the board, because Natalie was dating the drug dealer guy that right. that's where he got the car from. Mm-hmm. That's why she thought it was him. And the first time I watched the movie, I couldn't figure out why she thought that guy. She knew that guy, and then got to the end, I was like, "Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense." But like, so. Natalie was using that guy because the drug dealer dude, uh, the cop Teddy, which is not his real name, <laughs> was using him for just because out of sheer boredom. He's like, I'm gonna have some fun with this guy. That's it. We're gonna, we're gonna go yeah. around and do stuff, make him do things. So you tap dance for me. But did and he kill it, Teddy or he did not kill Teddy? No, he killed Teddy. He killed yeah. Teddy at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. He killed Teddy. But like Teddy, what Teddy should have done was. All right, hey, I had my fun, yada, yada. We got the guy. Okay, cool. Let me go on with my life. But he couldn't help himself. He, he kept using him and messing around with him just for jokes, because he know who who the car belonged to. 
He's like, where do you get the car from? And he's like, he's asking him stuff. Yeah. And he knew the money was in the trunk too the whole time. He just let it right. happen. But so you like know, Teddy got his comeuppance. But throughout the movie, you would think that uh, Teddy really wasn't a cop. Like he was just like, you know, he was John G, basically the true yeah, John yeah, G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it was like, oh, okay. So he's like just, uh, you know, wasting any John G he finds, you know. And I'm just like, okay, this is kind of interesting here. And, yeah. you know, if Teddy is truly a cop and, you know, Leonard is just out here killing people, it's just like, dude, where's your integrity as a cop? You know, it's just like, what's going on? So, Because, like, it's a fascinating, fascinating story with this guy because he yeah. has a short-term memory. Every time he meets you, he doesn't know who you are. I can see why somebody could be bored and like, I'm going to play with this guy right now. Like, yeah. remember when um, they were in a bar and they all spit in the cup? Yeah. And they made him spit in the cup and he made him drink it just to, yeah. just to oh, see. Oh, see, like, that was, oh, I was just see. like, oh my goodness, that was like so gross. And that was when Natalie, again, she was just yeah, picking up just like, I'm going to use this guy. She was like, <clears throat> I'm going to use mm-hmm. this guy. This guy is going to be able to benefit me. And she just kept finding out, kept finding out, kept poking. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. let me ask you this here. What mm-hmm. did, again, we're based, we're saying that if you're going to do a memory loss movie, Memento yeah, it's, it's, is the gold blueprint. standard right now. <clears throat> yeah. What did memory get wrong based on the blueprint they should have, <laughs> you know, they should have looked at? What did they get wrong? Oh, that's, that's a good point. Um, I didn't really have any empathy for Liam Neeson's character in, in memory. You know, like he was just there. Yeah. I like, you know, they tried to make it this. That's what they brought the story with the kid in there because, you know, he's like trying to be, he's the hitman with the heart of gold kind of thing. But like, mm-hmm. it, I just didn't feel anything about what he was doing or what was going on with his life. And that's why they brought his brother in there too. Like, it, it didn't add to anything of why I cared about. Like the way that Christopher Nolan did a memento with the Teddy storyline and the, the um seeing his wife's killer or whatever, like you cared about him, like you wanted him to win and succeed and get this thing over with. Whereas Liam Neeson's character, I was just like, all right, whatever. Yeah, you're, you're starting to lose your memory. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Yeah. Like you, you don't say like it should have been like well, I'm doing this one last job so I can pay for somebody. Like, uh, have you seen the movie The Killers? It's no. a, a John Woo movie. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's an old movie from like the '80s. Yeah, I think. I did. And, mm-hmm. and so like he's a hitman. And he accidentally blinds this girl and she's like a singer at a bar. And so he was trying to do some, do some more jobs to get a retina surgery for her. So now you cared about him because he's trying to do the right thing and it connected him to something else. Whereas Liam Neeson character, I, he, I just didn't care about anything about him. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's like, I like Liam, Liam Neeson, <clears throat> but I just, I, didn't I like care. him too. I think um, this wasn't really a, <laughs> a memory loss movie. Um, I think that Liam, um, he, I think he's typecast. It's just like, oh, this is another Taken, but in a totally different shape. Yeah. You know, it's just yes. like, it felt like one of those movies. He's just like Swiss mm-hmm. cheesing. I mean, this is the first time in any of these sort of movies since he's, he's been typecast that he was killed. Um, yeah, he died, true. you know, but, um, but still it felt like one of those. He has another movie that's mm-hmm. out as well on, um, what is it on uh, Amazon where he's like some sort of a 
FBI cleanup man, you know. So mm-hmm. again, it's sort of like Taken. You're still Swiss cheese. It's literally the same thing, right? <laughs> so Taken, CIA agent too. So. so maybe, so maybe that was it. Maybe this wasn't really a movie based on memory loss. It was just another Taken, but just told in a totally different way, <laughs> you know. Because Memento, this yeah. had like Memento was not written on this movie at all. There was nothing about mm-hmm. Mementos on Memento on this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're going to do a memory loss movie, and imagine if you take the same concept, the, the, mm-hmm. blue, the blueprint, the gold mm-hmm. standard, and you take that and you make it into some sort of an animated series. Forget about it. It's over. You know, <laughs> there was a lot of, like I said, man, it was just this movie. It just it was throwing stuff at me like this. Right. All the time oh, throughout sure. the entire movie. It was just like the way they were um, like just whipping up these five and ten minute scenes with mm-hmm. like so like so much like B-roll and all this other stuff. I'm just like, what? Dude, yeah. What is what is up with this? You know? Yeah, like uh, he did a lot of exposition when he was doing the phone call, mm-hmm. and he find out like that he's, he's he can't be on the phone, he can't remember who he's talking right. to. Mm-hmm. Like all that stuff was really cool. I yeah. like there's so many aspects of this thing that's interesting because like he, he's using tricks to move the story along, and you know basic things to help tell you what's happening, whatever, fill you in, but just enough until the next scene when it starts a little bit further back so you can figure out what happened. All of that that's that's great. This great A stuff. I'm a huge fan of Christopher Nolan, and I like all his movies. And this, I was about this to say, a, this, this is, is the one Nolan of his brothers, right? Ones. Yeah, yeah. This the is one Nolan of his brothers, ones. man. Uh, wow. So, and I've seen some mm-hmm. of their movies, and I'm just like, okay, these guys have like some really serious attention to details here. I mean, if you look at a yeah, lot yeah. of their movies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All their movies, there's some kind of, I would say like an M Night Shyamalan twist or whatever. But like, there's a lot of there's something that's more compelling about this thing. Like Tenet's a good example of that. Um, Insomnia was a good example of that. Even yeah, that was Dark Knight. Yeah. Interstellar. Mm-hmm. That, that another was, thing. That like was, they, Interstellar was really Yeah, they, they, had, they got a lot of W's under their belt for movies. Yeah. No, no, honestly. No L's really, right? No L's. No, not in my opinion. Yeah. And some yeah. people were like, they don't like it. But like, in my opinion, he's only had W's. He's solid movies. Yeah, top, yeah. top shelf. Have you seen a memory loss movie that is closely or that closely resembles Memento? No, I think this is the first movie I saw like that. That's why it was really? so fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I'm telling you, the first time I watched this, I I stood up and I was looking around to see like what is happening right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so, very rare for me. So there's so there hasn't been anything made like in this sort of in this space, when it comes to like a, a no, true memory I'm loss, pretty sure movie. They, I'm pretty sure they had mm-hmm. a memory loss movies, but not not like this, right? Because this is unique. Doing doing a memory loss movie where everybody's in the dark along with the character is interesting. And yeah, like you're only getting the snippets as as far as he gets snippets, and you don't really understand what's happening until the you overlap with the black and white and the color, right? But I also yeah, think it's, it's that, a great um, concept. I also think that we, you know, we may not have seen anything or heard about anything like that on a major sort of level or, you know, with any sort of major marketing is because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a memory loss movie is kind of boring. You know, I mean, it's just like yeah. you can only do but so much with that sort of subject. Right. Just like memory loss. It's a memory loss movie. OK, what mm-hmm. are we going to do? 
can you do mm-hmm. something like a memento, right? And the answer is probably no, because that was done so, that was just something new and fresh. You can't really mimic that now, right? You can't mm-hmm. really duplicate that. So when you talk about like maybe creating a, a memory loss movie on that scale, you know, it's just it's like, hard to do. It's hard to do because it's a memory yeah. loss movie. That's not a great or, you know, exciting mm-hmm. story right there, right? Yeah, because I saw this great video. Christopher Nolan was explaining how the movie works. Mm-hmm. And so he had like a, basically like a U. And um, he, he's showing that the movie's going forward up in, in the what color, or black and white's going forward, and then color is going backwards the other way. Mm-hmm. And, and so he had like, he showed it on a chalkboard and explained there's like parts of the movie and it's good alternating between the two. And it, it makes more sense about what his concept was. And something like it's a simple storyline, but the way he cut it up made yeah. it so complex and interesting. Yeah. Cause like you could have just, if you cut the wrong area, you would have wrecked the movie and they, they, they cut the scenes perfectly so that you, every scene that, that happened that pushed the storyline, you want to know what's going to happen next. There wasn't a moment where you're like, ah, okay, well, this is what's going to happen. Okay, I get it. Like, you had no idea that this guy was the villain until the very end of the movie. You you said something very interesting because I was about to say this, and you just jarred my memory. You were like, the way he cut it up. When I was watching this movie, I was like, damn, this guy is like a producer. He's like, you know, he has an NPC. He's like just throwing samples in that <laughs> joint. And I'm like, yo, yeah, the way, yeah, like you samples. said. The way he was yeah. just like chopping that joint up, I was like, man, he's a great sampler. You know, I mean, if he mm-hmm. was if, if he were a producer, it's just mm-hmm. like that. He was just throwing like little snippets right here, like a, a snippet yeah, right a there. Bit. Yeah. You know, just like and mm-hmm. just again, a sampling, mm-hmm. cutting the whole joint up. So they probably That's a good analogy. It's like sampling. Yeah. He uh so they they and think about this, right? Mm-hmm. So they recorded the movie straight, like, okay, bing, here's the movie, here are all the scenes. Once mm-hmm. everything was like done, then they started sampling. Then they started cutting. I yeah, mean, they didn't shoot these. They out. didn't shoot the scenes like, okay, let's shoot the mm-hmm. scene. Okay, here we go. Like uh, the Natalie and um, you know, and Lenny scene. Like you said, that was just a straight shot, and then he just started chopping, sampling. I was just like, man, he's this guy's a sampler. Yeah, yeah. He's a producer. Yeah, well, Quentin Tarantino makes movies like that because he doesn't tell things in order. Yeah, usually like it's all like um, Pulp Fiction was out of order. Yeah, and it, it, a lot of stuff happened at the end and the beginning. And you have no idea what's really happening, especially Bruce Willis stuff. And but like you know, I like I, I think Quentin Tarantino and probably Christopher Nolan have done it the best of not telling a story, a linear story, and just jumping things around, but putting yeah. it in a good place. That's true. Quentin is the best at moving parts around to different place so that you care about what's happening, even though this is the ending that you just saw, but you don't know it's the ending yet until it gets here. And it, everything's just fascinating. Like Pulp Fiction, I've seen I have to see that movie like 20, 30 times. Yeah, that's and pretty good. That, that's, a, that's a fire way to tell stories. But like, I know people hate it because it's kind of like a gimmick thing, but. And confusing to some, it, right? Yeah, but if you're good at it, like there's only people that are that good storytellers can pull something off like something off yeah. like that. You can't if you're if your script is garbage, you cannot move things around and save your script. Like that's mm. it's a trash script still. But uh, you know, sometimes it. I've noticed that uh Quentin, his um that sort of style can be 
a little chaotic too on his, you know, when he does it sometimes, you know. All right, he, he, he does it like that to torment the, he said it in an interview. Yeah. He likes tormenting the viewers just to make them frustrated yeah. when you're watching Okay, movie. that's why I don't watch like, a lot of his stuff right then. There. <laughs> okay, so there we go. You don't have my money now, but uh, the Nolan brothers, I like, uh, again, Memento was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm not even going to put memory in the memory loss movie category because <laughs> it was They really there. dwell on it that much. Like, it yeah. should have been more of a focal point of the story. Yeah, no, they, it, that, it wasn't. No, it was a memory loss. So, um, but still a good movie, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I really like this movie, man. Very old movie. Uh, back then it was like a two hour movie you know so it was just like i watched it like over two days because it was um i watched tenet over two days this like the sense like Mm -hmm. i said the sensory overload that was like too much you know i was just like okay i'm not this is uh i'm just trying to chill tonight you know i'm not trying to get crazy yeah the first time i watched tenet i was like i kind of understand what happened it was like the the second time i watched it i was like holy crap this is a great movie that's... And like the third, fourth time, like I was like, I really got to enjoy what was going on. Yeah. But like when I was in the theater, there was no subtitles. It was just the loud noises, and you're like, Imagine. you gotta figure it out on your own. So when they um released Tenet, it was during the pandemic, during a lockdown, and um yeah. they immediately I watched, I watched took that theater. they immediately took that out of the theaters and put it on HBO Max. Like, you know, and mm-hmm. I guess Someone may have said, "Well, you really need subtitles for <laughs> for this movie, dude." You know, <laughs> it, just like, was, what's going on? It was designed to be like that because you're supposed it's supposed to be disorienting that you're watching the thing go backwards. Yeah, it's supposed to be because you're from your perspective. It's supposed to be disorienting. I'm not even and... gonna front. I was like disoriented like the first time <laughs> I watched it. Not even fronting, dude. And I really didn't get in until watching it. Like the second time you have to it's a movie you have to watch twice but like see when you yeah. make that argument some people are like well that's not a good movie then i should just have to watch it once and then it's a good movie but like no. i think that with tenant there's so many subtle little things that happen oh yeah that mm-hmm. you can't you you're not going to notice it the first time you're just because you're like you're focused on certain parts of the movie screen and then the second time you watch it like, oh okay that's what's going like the colors is a good example with the blue is a green no it's blue and red so red was going backwards in time. Blue was going forward in time. Yeah, man. And you don't, you don't notice that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was crazy, man. So, um, yeah, I love these sort of, again, these sensory overloads type of film, films. You know, I like that. But mm-hmm. it just may take me a little time. You know, I may have to watch a two-hour movie like over two days mm-hmm. because, you know, that's a <laughs> lot to be on a dome like at once, right? Um, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, man, you know, uh, Memento was a great movie. I like the whole concept. I have not seen anything close to Memento, but yeah. Um, and like I said, I think I know why, because, you know, making a movie about memory loss, it's either going to be a serious drama, right? Mm-hmm. Who wants to see that? That's sad. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be anything like Memento. It's just, we've seen the last yeah. Memento. The first and last. That's that's it. No one's making a movie <laughs> like that. I, I'm okay with that. I don't need to yeah. see 50 copies of one movie. Yeah, that's it. This is a Pulp Fiction. Once it came out, everyone's trying to make a movie like that. Like, no, dude, just one. That's all we need. Be creative and make something different. That's what I yeah. want. If you want to, let's uh, uh, zip this up. If you want to mm-hmm. check out a great film, and this film was like, what's this was like 2001 was this 2000. came out, right? 2000, 2000. okay. A yeah. great film. I, I never, you know, watched this film um, at all until, you know, you told me about it. 
Memento. Um, I saw it on HBO Max. Um, wow, this thing is a uh, get ready because this is a really good film. Um, mm. A little disturbing, um, kind of fun <laughs> yeah, too. A it's, it's a little fun yeah. too, but not like fun fun. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like uh, the, the storytelling was man. The Nolan brothers like killed this movie, dude. This this movie like was yeah. dope for real. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Another episode of the Behind the Groove podcast. I am Basil Barrington. I am DJ Keo. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And until next time, peace. All right.